You are listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cattle Call Podcast with Jim and Rocco from Zentech Consultants. I am Jim, your resident CAD geek host, and with me, as always, is my partner in crime, Rocco. Just simple Rocco. He's not a he's not a geek of any kind. So, but uh, still sounding a little froggish today. I am know? a little froggish. I'm still a little froggish and under the weather, but I'm getting better. So, sound very manly. <clears throat> very manly and deep. I like it. It's the first <laughs> time in my life anybody's ever told me I'm manly, so I'll take it. <laughs> so, all right. So today we have a very special guest on the show. We have John Abe who is a solutions consultant with uh, Brixis. He's here to talk to us uh, about the practical use of point clouds. So, John, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Ah, excellent. Yeah, you say that now. Wait till you get to the end of the podcast and you never want to talk to us again. <laughs> I'm so, sure I'll still be glad to be here. All right, that's good. All right, so at least one of you guys will be. Rocco never is. So it's all good. So, all right, so before we get into our point cloud discussion for today, let's uh, let's learn a little bit about John and what he does. So, John... You know, what what's your background and what exactly are you doing as a solution consultant for Brixis? Sure. So um, my, my background is uh, architecture. <laughs> I'm a registered architect in Georgia. Um, worked in the Atlanta market for 35 years. And during that time, I used, um, uh, did a lot of different uh, types of commercial architecture ranging from office and education to residential campus and multi-use and hospitality and worked for some notable firms in Atlanta, including a global design firm. At During that tenure, I learned CAD very early on in my career, starting with Intergraph IGDS, which is interesting because I'll make a parallel to that a little bit later. But um, so during my career, I've learned a lot of different CAD and BIM applications and eventually leveraged that and became an IT and a CAD manager and ended up at a global firm as um, an IT and CAD manager for 11 years and ultimately became their BIM manager. And there I learned to use the product, support it, and train people on it and implemented it. After that, I moved on to uh, the Autodesk reseller network where I again was working with the Autodesk products, but primarily Revit and worked there for another 12 years. And now I'm with Brixis as a solution consultant. So what that means is I'm basically taking my industry experience and working with customers who are either thinking about um, purchasing the product or have already purchased it and are implementing it and help them with implementing it and answering their questions. And uh, evangelizing the product when I get a chance, both in, through webinars and podcasts and uh, other marketing events. Nice. It's always good to have an evangelist on the on the call. It's always a good thing. <laughs> so, all right. So, folks, we you know we have all heard about point clouds, right, for a lot of years now, and there are always you know there are people out there who use them on the daily basis, use them all the time. Uh, but I still run across a lot of people who are shaky on the overall concept of point clouds, right? They they know that a point cloud it's it's some type of a three D scanning process that 
gives them all kinds of data that most of them have no clue as to how they would use it. Um, and, and they're not really sure how it can help them in their daily work. Um, and, and I also know, you know, a lot of folks uh, who think of point clouds as something that's, you know, only useful for scanning, you know, existing buildings and things like that. But, but in reality, uh, it's a really versatile data collection method um, that I think can benefit everybody, right? From, from manufacturing mold makers to, you know, construction crew chiefs and survey crew chiefs and then everybody in between. So that's what we would kind of want to focus on and talk to John about today. So, so John, can you give our listeners a, a simple explanation of what point clouds really are and how they work? Well, I'll do my best. And we have faith I think in point, <laughs> See, I, I think point clouds for a long time have been, and, and you'll have to pardon the pun, a bit nebulous to the average designer or architect or engineer. Um, basically, point clouds are a digital representation of an existing object or building or site <laughs> or any combination of that. And the points are captured by 3D laser scanning equipment that detects the surfaces of these objects, creating an implied surface. So the more points, the more accurate the representation. But it's not a physical surface or solid geometry. It's just a collection of points that looks like the surfaces. Photographic imagery can then be captured at the same time, and that is either combined with the point cloud, so it's, it's easier to visualize, but it can also transfer some of that that color imagery onto the points themselves. So when you get a dense collection of points, you actually see what the actual object that was scanned looks like, not just the uh, form of it, if you will. Yeah. So, okay, it's a good explanation. I think that kind of brings it down to something that most of us can understand, except maybe Rocco, but Rocco doesn't understand much, so we don't bother him too much. We leave him sleep over there in the corner. You're welcome. Um, so, you know, one, one thing I think that's that's consistent about point clouds, right? No matter how you're using them, um, is you know, like John was saying, they're developed from a scanning device, right? And and each scanner has various levels of accuracy, right? Depending on what your scanning needs are, and you know, there are different methods of scanning that you know often come up in in these conversations, right? So you hear terms like you know, lidar and photogrammetry and laser scanning, um, you know, all of which have similarities, right? but work best for different kind of work and construction type processes. But, you know, luckily, that's why John is here. He's going to help us understand what all of those strange terms actually mean. So, you know, John, how, how are point clouds actually created, right? Kind of going beyond your, your beginner's answer there a few minutes ago. And, and what types of scanning do you find work best for different types of work? Yeah, so there there's kind of a class, if you will, of scanners. There's 3D laser scanners. Um, there's LiDAR scanners, which are just really a type of 3D laser scanner. There's also handheld scanners, and, and they use various technologies. And there's even uh, LiDAR scanners in iPhones and iPads, the uh, Pro models, both for the 12 and 13. But the 3D laser scanners uh, can be um, handheld. They can usually tripod mounted, meaning you put them on a tripod, you kind of set them off and they collect the points. You move them to another part of the building or the site and do it again. And you try and get an overlap or different points of view because this thing is stationary. It's only going to capture things that it can see in its line of sight. Now that's a 360 degree line of sight, but still it's straight lines from that fixed position. 
So a lot of scans, if it's a big project, often are made up of multiple scan positions. LiDAR scanners, you know, LiDAR stands for light detection and ranging, and it's usually uh, associated with um, high resolution maps and applications in surveying and archeology span and geology and things like that. And in my research, um, much of the US is actually um, publicly available uh, in LiDAR scans. Not all of it, but a lot of it is, which is really interesting. Um, yeah. And as I said, um, in one of my past lives, we were looking into scanners, some commodity scanners, some of the first, if you will, uh, scanners that were a low enough price point that um, you know a smaller uh, shop might be able to <laughs> afford. And it was set up with a small tablet, some custom software, and an Xbox Connect sensor head. So that sensor head was part of a gaming system, and somebody said, hey, it's detecting movement basically using a LiDAR type of scan head, and they created it for one of the first solutions I know of, of a handheld scanning solution. And now, like I said, the iPhone and the iPad even have LiDAR scan heads in them. So it's becoming more accessible, and the software is becoming easier to use, so I think we're going to see a lot more people um, gravitating towards it for their their needs. Nice. Yeah, I actually didn't know that they had those in the newer iPhones. Learn something new every day. That's awesome. That's cool. So I actually um I actually was at required to get an iPad for work because we've been playing around with it, and we're going to actually you know do a webinar soon early next year that's going to kind of focus on the iPad scan head and how we can scan something and bring it into BricsCAD and what you can do with it. That's very cool. I like that. I, make sure you send me the info on that webinar. I want to see that. So We will. All right. So, Rocco, um, so from our standpoint at Santec, right, do, do you see a lot of our clients who are actively working with or, or at the very least who are interested in using point clouds for their regular work? And, and, and what kind of segment of that AEC world do you see having the most interest at the moment? Um, I, I don't. I don't hear a lot of people asking about it. I, I think that it's, you know, it, it's a, it's an area that a lot of folks have interest in, right? And that's why we we thought to do this um, this podcast today. Um, but I don't hear a lot of people doing much in that area. And and those who are, I, I think that it's mostly, um, I hear more people in in the civil area than than anywhere yeah. else. Yeah, that's it's kind of what I see too. Is you know that it's been for a while now. That, you know, the survey and the civil guys using that LIDAR stuff and really getting, you know, the, the high end, you know, $150,000 scanners. So they're, the folks who use it are really dedicated to it and put in a lot of investment and time in developing it. Um, but, you know, I, I think that more and more people are, you know, becoming aware of it and really coming to the fore on this. I think, you know, point clouds and scanning data, right? It sounds like really complex things to work with on a daily basis. And then they kind of are. Um, but I think that the actual processes for developing those scans has gotten infinitely simpler in just the last few years than they were in the early years of this tech, right? Like John was saying, when it first came out, um, you know, and, and I think that these, pra- these processes are, they're becoming almost standard practice for a lot of the construction world now. And I see a whole host of new products and services coming online to kind of address that growing need, right? BricsCAD is obviously one. 
Uh, but there are plenty of others from, you know, hardware services to scanning services, post-processing and plan development, deviation testing um, that, that all tie into this. And I think the key is to understand exactly where, you know, point clouds can fit into your particular work process. Um, you know, you should understand, you know, where they're applicable for what you do and when they're not. Right. So, so John, you know, where and why should people be looking at using point clouds, right? What are the big areas they're most commonly used in the design build world? I'd like to just kind of answer the question and follow up with a couple of case studies that I'm familiar with, but, you know, really any, you can use point clouds really anywhere that requires an accurate recording of existing objects or the built environment. And, and what I mean by that is buildings, utilities, could be statues or monuments, uh, topography, so the, the landscape, uh, house, uh, houses, retail, really anything kind of there's an opportunity for, but it's really looking for something that's already there to scan, right? You, right. you don't scan yeah. unless you've got something that's already there. Yeah, so they're point clouds, about, but we're not actually scanning clouds. So that's probably, there right. you go. <laughs> we're creating them. Um, so, you know, as built survey, reality capture, we hear those terms a lot. And really that's relating to existing condition survey. Um, I've seen it early on, um, probably 15, 10, 15 years ago uh, in historic preservation, because it, you know, depending on the, the level of detail, it's very difficult sometimes to recreate some of the details in, in older buildings that we're trying to renovate that are, say, on the historic register. Mm -hmm. Well, 3D laser scans can scan a part of the building that is still existing, and from that we can model, and you talked about making forms. Well, that same geometry that we created from the point cloud can be very accurate and we can create a, a mold to recreate or recast components of a building. So it's great for that type of renovation work. It's great, as you said, for construction verification and sequencing. I've seen that a lot. Um, a lot of contractors pick up on technology for, um, you know, they use the survey equipment, right, for uh, using points to actually locate stuff on the site, but they'll also use points to confirm that they put, you know, build <laughs> things accurately on the site. 3D laser scanning just ups the game and gives them more more data that they can use for things like you said, like uh, deviation analysis to see if the the slab is flat. You know, the quality of the construction is good, not just that it's accurately built in the right place. And it can also supplement some of the design data as you're building stuff to do clash detection. So, there, I mean, the, the, the uses are kind of limitless, but it does deal with um, um, taking maybe something that has been designed but is starting to be built or something that's already built that you need to renovate or add on to or make some change to it. Yeah, that's a great explanation. Thanks. Um, so, you know, look, I think that, you know, listeners out there, right, you guys can begin to kind of understand the importance of this technology, right? You know, if, even if you're not already working in it, um, you know, and I think the benefits of seeing, you know, existing conditions accurately and identifying the flaws and the variations, like John was saying, from, you know, the difference between the, the plan to the construction process, right? Um, you know, access planning for tight areas and sites. There, there are just dozens and dozens of vital applications for this type of technology. Uh, and it's amazing, right? So I tell you what, let's take a quick uh, break here. 
to catch a word from today's sponsor. Uh, and when we get back, I want to talk to John about how Brixis and their parent company, Hexagon, are, are working to put point cloud capacity into everybody's hands. So stand by, folks. We'll be back in just a minute with more of the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, Rocco. So we are sponsoring ourselves yet again today. What is it we want to talk about? We're going to talk about me today, Jim. No, no one wants to talk about you. Not even you. Oh, <laughs> fine. Let's talk about Zentech Tech Blocks. Awesome. I like Zentech Tech Blocks. Zentech Tech Blocks are prepaid support hours that let you call on Zentech's experienced technical staff to address all your support questions, problems, help you with workflows and standards, really anything you need on the technology side. We're here to provide the support you need so that your most talented people aren't being dragged into helping everybody else in your company instead of working on the billable jobs that you need them focused on. All right, so Zentech tech blocks are available in uh, multiple sizes. We sell them in five hour, 10 hour, 20 hour, and 40 hour prepaid support blocks. And if you're interested and you need that sort of help, Rocco, how do they reach out to us? Yeah, hit up our website, zentechconsultants.net. Give us a ring, 866-824-4459, or even drop us an email, sales at zentechconsultants.net. All right, Zentech tech, lock, tech Blocks, the vital support that your people need exactly at the moment that they need it. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Cattle Call Podcast, where we're talking about point clouds today with John Aid from Brixis. And in the first half of the show, we focused on Defining point clouds, right, and, and, and what their uses were. Um, and in this half, I want to get more into, uh, indivi- you know, the, the individual uses for point clouds, right? You know, who benefits the most from them and how BricsCAD is actually bringing, you know, a lot of these tools to the masses. Um, so, so, John, let's start with the, the who side, right? Who are the people in the AEC community who you, you think see the most benefit from using point cloud scans? So I think this is kind of one of those things that's not so transparent, but ultimately I think the owner benefits the most because having accurate as-built information empowers the designers, engineers, contractors, subcontractors, anybody working on the project to do their work and do it more accurately. Um, So for example, uh, to manually capture existing conditions takes time and is prone to error in measuring and capturing unique conditions, whereas 3D laser scanning is thorough and captures everything in its line of sight. But really, anyone who needs accurate digital representation of existing conditions uh, will benefit from this. And I think that the the technology is um, the price keeps coming down and the features keep increasing that it's really becoming accessible to just about anybody. So there's different levels of scanners. You don't, you know, you don't have to go all in with tens of thousands of dollars of equipment. You can go in with maybe $10,000 worth of equipment, let's say. I'm just throwing numbers out there. Yeah, and that's right. I think your point is, is a real good one too in terms of the owners and them seeing the benefit. And I've, you know, the thing I, you know, everybody I think should keep in mind, if, even if you're not the owner listening to the podcast here, if you're the GC or the surveyor or the architect, I, I think it, it gives you a great value add when you're the person providing that information to them. In a lot of cases, you can maintain an ongoing relationship with the owner for long-term support and, and, and renovation of those facilities when you're hosting that data for him, when you're the one who created it and you're hosting it and you can model parts of it for him as, in, as they need it for new jobs. It almost guarantees you return work. So I think that's a really good point. Um, 
All right, so you know, BricsCAD, uh, BricsCAD's had the ability to import and work with point cloud data for, for a while now. Um, you know, the system is pretty open um, in terms of what types of scans it can take in. Um, and it has a really nice uh, array of tools to work with and, and to clip the point cloud, data, or point cloud data, excuse me, down to workable areas inside your BricsCAD drawing files. Um, it even has the capacity to tie the point cloud to, you know, specific coordinate systems, right? Which, which in my own little personal civil survey world that I live in is really, really important. So, so John, you know, can, can you kind of tell our listeners what's the process, I guess, of, of working with point clouds in BricsCAD? So I'll kind of start a little bit high level and just saying that, you know, a lot of solutions, there are a lot of solutions out there that accommodate point clouds as kind of a secondary consideration, meaning they may have a plug-in or they may be able to consume it after it's been processed in another application. And more often than <laughs> that, you know, that pre-processing takes time and, and effort and because that the that solution is not purpose-built to handle point clouds, it tends to be kind of slow and, and clunky to work with it. Mm. BricsCAD pre-processes point clouds on the fly the first time it is inserted. So pre-processing is part of the process of inserting it into a design file. And typically it will reduce the size of the point cloud while it's doing that. And, and for example, recently I worked with a point cloud, which was the structural frame of a commercial office building. It was a concrete frame, um, had several scan stations, and the multiple scans totaled approximately 97 gigabytes worth of data. It took BricsCAD approximately 30 minutes to process the point cloud the first time, and that may seem like a long time, but it ended up reducing the total amount of cached point cloud information to 34 gigabytes. So it dropped it by almost two thirds. And then once it's inserted that first time or, or processed that first time, it literally takes seconds for it to be inserted into another design file. So if it needs to be used in another file for other purposes, um, it, it can be attached time and time again, and it doesn't need to process again. So, so the advantage is that BricsCAD leverages more of the computer resources when it's doing that processing and, and handling that large amount of data. I know a lot of older software that I've used would not take advantage of, of multiple cores and multi-threading. BricsCAD does. It's newer software, newer meaning it's 20 years old, but it's it's been using newer code and really keeping an eye on really leveraging advancements in uh, coding as well as in the hardware that it runs on. So, yeah. and it's substantial, right? I mean, try doing try doing a, a file that size with Recap and 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 some of your competitors' packages. I've done that, and you can just walk away and come back next week if if your system doesn't just crash right then and there. So yeah, it's a definite plus. Um, so so Rocco, I, I know we said before that right, we we don't see a, a huge amount of, of folks you know gravitating specifically towards point clouds, but in terms of our our current BricsCAD clients, right? Um, how, how, what kind of level of interest or, or discussion do you have with them in terms of learning about, you know, the built-in point cloud processes that come right out of the box with BricsCAD? Yeah, there's definitely folks that are BricsCAD users that are asking more and more about it. And I, I think that with, with this new release, and John's going to get into it in a little bit more depth, right? But there's, um, there's, there's a lot of additional functionality, so it's going to create more and more awareness. So, 
particularly customers who are on maintenance with uh, with Bricks CAD, they'll they'll get those benefits with the the twenty V twenty two release. Mm. So definitely interest, and um, you know, for those of you who don't know much about Bricks CAD, definitely reach out to us. Uh, a very affordable, um, stable DWG based CAD platform available as either an annual or perpetual license. And uh, definitely seeing a lot of a lot of folks come to us with interest in, in BricsCAD as yeah. a whole. And and I think it's important, right? The the I think part of it comes down to uh, the fact that it is a CAD system. Um, and I, I think that there is kind of a perception out there that you know working with Point Cloud really requires you know a dedicated Point Cloud software, right? That that a CAD system can't effectively work with the data. Um, you know, and and I think. You know that that people want this information in their drawings, but that they either don't know or don't understand the ways that you can to, you know use a tool like BricsCAD to actually handle you know three D modeling or even do a scan to BIM process you know at, at real high speeds with the, with the way that they use the multi threading and so on to get it in there to really help automate the generation of your existing conditions right from point to solid models and and so on so that you can you can create your design. So, you know, John, why, why should people use BricsCAD for this, right? What tools and features do you think that you guys handle better in this point cloud arena than your competitors do? Well, BricsCAD, like I said before, internally processes the point clouds. That's a huge advantage. You don't need something else to do that. You're basically using BricsCAD to bring it in and then be able to use it anywhere you need to. And it handles very large point clouds or, you know, collections of point clouds. So you can, it has the ability to um, process an individual point cloud or a folder full of point clouds that are, say, different scan locations uh, of a particular project. Um, new in V22, we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. There's a deviation analysis tool, um, which is really great, meaning that if you start, if you're, doing point cloud scans during construction and you have a model um, that came out of BricsCAD, let's say BIM, or some other package, it's 3D model, you can overlay the two and run an analysis to see how closely the construction is marrying up to um, real life. Um, so that's great for as-built scans during construction. And BricsCAD BIM, so we have the different levels of BricsCAD. They're all built on DWG. So BricsCAD BIM has some additional tools to help automate modeling from the point cloud. So it will recognize um, points that define a surface and will allow you to automatically model surfaces and solid geometry between surfaces representing floors and roofs and walls inside of BricsCAD using the point cloud natively. And then we also support bubble views. So for those who aren't that familiar with point clouds, if you have a large point cloud that has multiple scan positions, it will have what's called a bubble view. So it's where you can open up that specific view or that specific scan location and look around in a panoramic 360 degree view and you can actually work through that view. So you're working on a limited part of the point cloud through the bubble view, which can make your work go even faster. Which is amazing. Yeah, I've seen it. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, I think one of the last big sticking points, right, that I run across with folks is, and John's hit on this a couple of times now, it's, it's this fear 
of, you know, immense file sizes, you know, when they're working with a point cloud. Um, you know, they don't want their drawing files growing to like a hundred times their original size because they imported a billion points, right? There's, there's fear. I, I think that their CAD systems can't handle that type of load and that they need to go out and invest in these, you know, Uber computers to, to, before they can even consider working with these kind of tools. Um, and that's really not the case when you're working with BricsCAD. I mean, like, you know, like John was saying earlier, it has some really amazing tools to help you work with only the point data that you need and to strip out any unnecessary information and dramatically reduce overall file size. So, you know, John, you know, what, what, how are you guys doing that, right? What, what are the way that, that BricsCAD is helping you keep those file sizes down? Um, you know, and, and, and it, how does it compare in terms of, I know you gave a little example earlier, but in terms of, you know, comparing BricsCAD files with point clouds in them versus, you know, your competitors' files? Well, I think, I think the, the biggest point is that, you know, we can handle big point clouds. I gave you an example of a 97 gigabyte point cloud, which I know will cripple um, some other uh, solutions, and I don't want to name names. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I also know of um, of a coworker that processed the largest point cloud, that single point cloud or collection of point clouds that he's processed was close to 500 uh, gigabytes. It was like 490 something gigabytes, and it took. He said it took 40 minutes to process, and then once it, it did reduce it down to maybe you know, a third or half the size, but once it was in BricsCAD, he could move around in it. And so BricsCAD has a unique way of handling that. When it first comes in, it limits how many points it's displaying. So that's another way that it automatically gets your performance a little bit faster, but it doesn't limit you to that. So you can increase the number of points that are in the view if you need to. You can also reduce the number of points in the view if it's going to help you with uh, performance because not everybody has you know a, a great laptop or a great workstation to work on but trust me if you're going to be working with point clouds or files that big you should have something a little bit more robust that yeah, will only definitely. help you and that's not that has nothing to do with BricsCAD that's just point clouds in general but BricsCAD will basically perform better than its competitors and, and the other thing that I like to tell people is if you have any doubts well two things we have a couple of videos from um, our most recent release of V22, which came out in October, that are specifically about point clouds and the tools we have. So I would encourage people to look them up on YouTube. That's one way to see some practical uses of the tools. The other thing is download the product. Download um, BricsCAD for a trial and just try it out yourself. It, it's seeing is believing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I always, when I tell people to do that, I always tell them to do it side by side, take that other product that we're not naming and take the same data set and run it through both and see just how much better BricsCAD handles that stuff. I'm always impressed by that. And on that note, if I may add, um, you know, when I first started working at Brixis, one of the things I kept hearing over and over when I was talking to people who started trying BricsCAD for the first time was, you know, first of all, can I open my AutoCAD files? Well, they're DWGs, so the answer automatically is yes. Um, and oddly enough, we've had several people come to us with files that they couldn't open in AutoCAD. Either they got corrupted, they're very large. Number of reasons why it was um, troublesome for AutoCAD, and we could open them up in BricsCAD. So just another kind of feather in our cap that a lot of times we can open files that even AutoCAD can't. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've seen that happen too. All right. So, you know, as always, folks, as my listeners here know, right, whenever we have a guest on who's going to be our kind of, you know, subject matter expert for the day, um, I always like to end the show by giving them the opportunity to answer some question that I was just too stupid to know I should have asked them. Um, so, so, John, what else do you want our listeners to know about your point clouds and BricsCAD that I missed asking you today? Well, I kind of touched on two things. I kind of touched on the whole, um, you know, commoditization of <clears throat> point clouds, right? I mean, if, if you have an iPhone Pro 12 or 13 or an iPad Pro, you can, it has a LiDAR scanner in it. There are apps available. You could go out right now and probably scan a little piece of, of your home or your apartment and then save it out. And if you have BricsCAD, you could bring that point cloud in. You'd have to save it in one of the file formats, but the the programs I've used on an iPad all have file formats that BricsCAD will accept. It accepts the most com- widely used formats. The other thing is that you know we BricsCAD um, and Brick is is a product developed by Brixis, which is a, a company um, by Hexagon PPM, which is the former Intergraph. By the way, I told you there'd be a tie into Intergraph. And uh, Hexagon PPM also is the parent. Um, for Leica Geosystems. So Leica Geosystems is one of the world leaders in surveying and 3D laser scanning equipment, and they are a sister company. And so we have the ability, and we do work with them to make sure that, um, you know, we're, we're creating a product that, you know, can take the different file formats and process them and offer tools for people to use to manipulate them and model off of them. So we have great resources within our uh, larger organization that we leverage to make a better product. And again, our our file format is DWG. You know, I think a lot of people get concerned over, uh, you know, what they've been using in the past. And it's not, it's not an import. It's not a conversion. We open it natively. We say write it natively. So there's no worry about the file format, other than the fact that we just handle it better. There you go. That works perfectly. Good summary. All right. So, all right, folks, we're gonna, I think we're going to wrap it up here for today. Uh, but first, I want to thank John Aid from Brixis for being here and helping explain, you know, important tech topics that are kind of beyond my limited mental capacity. So, John, really appreciate you being here, man. And I really do hope you'll you'll consider coming back on the show again in the future. I'd love to. And thank you. Oh, look at that. See, Rocco, you, I didn't scare anybody off. You said I would. <laughs> I can't scare you off. If I can't scare you off, I don't think I can scare off anybody. All righty, folks, we're going to get out of here, and we will catch you next time on the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody, today's Cattle Call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms to help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, We provide a single point of contact for clients to buy, develop, and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech? All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net. Or you could even call us, 866-824-4459. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all.